Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and I am your host today. Uh, We are episode 43.3, and this is Hebrews chapter 9. So welcome, and thank you for joining me uh, once again for uh, reading the Bible into uh, the world five days a week. So we are on target. Now, I do have to apologize. I thought that I had uploaded uh, Monday's episode And apparently I had not, so I did it this morning. So it's up and running. And uh, so now today uh, we're going to do Tuesday's episode. So so this is uh, another good day in San Diego and uh, just blessed and happy to be here. And uh, so thank you for being a part of this uh, journey with with Jeremiah and I. We uh, are slowly coming to the end of the New Testament. Uh, So congratulations for hanging in there. I cannot believe that it's been almost a year. It was October 1st when we uh, started doing this. So I I can't believe that uh, time has passed so quickly. So here we are uh, coming to the end and uh, I will continue if this is what God is calling me to do uh, and Jeremiah. Uh, We are working on websites and YouTube, and we're trying to get things all meshed together. It's just a little bit at a time. So thank you for your patience in all of this journey. And, uh, you know, ministries grow at whatever pace God wants them to grow. So I just pray that more people will come. Please feel free to share this with uh, your friends, uh, your family. Use this as a tool if you want to. We just want this out in the world. We just want everybody reading their Bible and getting to know uh, God and getting to know Jesus better because this is the way to do it is through your Bible. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and open this up in prayer and then we'll dive right into chapter nine. So let's pray. Holy and mighty God, we come to your throne so thankful, so grateful, always and in awe of your magnificence. So Lord, we just uh, ask you to bless this time in your word. We ask you to be here with us and engage with us and lead us and reveal to us what it is that you want us to understand from your word today. We are thankful for the people out there who are listening or watching, but we are most grateful for your Son, Jesus Christ, we are thankful that he was obedient to you and did exactly what you wanted him to do. And he died on the cross for our sins. It is, it is something we can't earn. It is something we can't do. Uh, it is a gift from you. And so we're thankful that you loved us so much to give us your son. <clears throat> Thank you for those who are out there. And uh, Lord, I pray blessings over every person who's listening, and I pray blessings over the people who you will send to listen or to watch. Lord, I I know you're doing a work here. I don't know what it is, but I know that it it is something. So thank you for leading Jeremiah and I on this journey. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Let's go ahead and start chapter 9. This is, again, episode 43.3. Old rules about worship. Oh, need my readers, sorry. 
The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. There were two rooms in that tabernacle. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. Then there was a curtain, and behind the curtain was the second room called the most holy, holy place. In that room were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Inside the Ark were a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the Ark were the cherubim of divine glory, whose wings stretched out over the Ark's cover the place of atonement. But we cannot explain these things in detail now. <clears throat> when these things were all in place, the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties. But only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. There is an illustration pointing to the present time, for the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offered, offer are not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them. For that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established. So Christ now has become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that great, that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured a redemption forever. <clears throat> Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will pur purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they committed under that first covenant. Now, when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. The will, will, the will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you.
and in the same way he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood, for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. <clears throat> that is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of animal, of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have, to, would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. <clears throat> okay, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, old rules about worship. The first covenant between God and Israel had regulations for worship and a place of worship here on earth. Uh, it's talking about the two rooms in, the, in that tabernacle. There was the first room that had a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread. The, that room was called the holy place. So what I understand here is that uh, the holy place was for regular priests, but then there was the most holy place. In that room, there was gold, incense, and a wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant. So you had uh, the Ark of the Covenant in there, which had a whole bunch of rules that surrounded that. Um, in the Old Testament, if I remember correctly, uh, the Levites, which were the priests that were appointed, that was the tribe of Levi, and those priests uh, were the only ones who could carry the Ark of the Covenant. Um, and the Ark of the Covenant was actually placed in a tent and was, went place to place as the Israelites moved along. And it wasn't until, I believe, Solomon who built the temple where the Ark of the Covenant went. Okay, so that's just a little background. If I said something that was incorrect, feel free to let me know about that. But I think I got it right because I've just been reading about it. <clears throat> so um, the uh, Ark of the... Uh, oh, so there were certain uh, things with the Ark of the Covenant. There was oh, inside the Ark, I'm sorry, was uh, a gold jar. With manna, there's Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves and the stone tablets uh, from the Ten Commandments. So that was the Old Covenant. Um, and then there were the cherubim on the top of the ark, one on each end, with their wings stretched out over the ark's cover. Uh, this was the place of atonement, but we cannot, but for whatever reason, they can't explain these things in detail now. I don't know why. Uh, so then only the high priest, this is verse seven, uh, entered the most holy place 
and only once a year, and he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of those committed by the people. Um, so, I, you know, he, this is the parallel between the high priest of the old covenant and then, of course, the new high priest, who is Jesus. And so he came once a year to do what he needed to do to give the, the you know, the sacrifices for the sins of the people and for himself. Um, this is an illustration, this is in nine, pointing to the present time. Um, and for the gifts and sacrifices that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them. Uh, for that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies. Physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established, which the new system is through Jesus. <clears throat> so it comes down to Christ is the perfect sacrifice. <clears throat> so Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. Uh, with his own blood, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. He did it once, once and for all. He doesn't have to keep coming back, you know, over and over again. Um, just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds. The perfect, spotless, sinless blood of Christ is the only thing that you need. You don't need the, the blood of animals anymore. Um, Christ offered himself as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people so that all, all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. You know, it's all about Jesus. I, that's all we've been reading about for the last, you know, eight months. This is it. It's all about Jesus. <clears throat> While the person who made it is still... Oh, so he, they're talking about a will. A will is necessary uh, for when a person dies in order to make sure all of their stuff goes to whoever they want it to go to. But it won't go into effect until that person dies. So that's the covenant between the person who died and the people who are still living. This is the same thing with Jesus. You know, Jesus had to die on the cross in order for us to get the inheritance which is eternal life. So that's, you know, the parallel that he's making here, whoever this writer is. I don't think we know who the writer is, going back. Um, then, uh, uh, let's see, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. Uh, in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. So Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands. He entered into the one true heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. Uh, down into 26, if that had been necessary for Jesus to keep dying, Christ would have to had to die again and again. Um, but now, once and for all, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. Just as each person is destined to die, once and after that comes judgment. 
So Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with their sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. So again, this is about Jesus being the high priest. He enters into the uh, most holy place, which is heaven, ultimately. Uh, he shed his blood for all of our sins. I mean, this is what we've been reading about for months now, so... Um, which is amazing. You know, all you have to do is believe that Jesus is the one true sacrifice, the spotless blood, the, the sinless person that he was. Um, so, you know, you get salvation just because you believe, you believe in your heart, you say it out loud with your mouth and you receive the gift of salvation. That's your inheritance because we're children of God. So that's it for chapter nine. Um, again, we, Jeremiah and I, uh, believe that, um, you know, in the power of the prayer, the, sin, the, the sinner's prayer, if you have not made a choice for Jesus, this is your moment. Um, we say the prayer, believe it in your heart, say it out loud and uh, you will be saved. That's how it works. I'm not the person, it's between you and God. I say it every single day. You have to make yourself right with God. And then you wanna have a relationship with him. You wanna continue to have this wonderful relationship where he, he will bless you. We're not saying you're gonna have a perfect life and you're not gonna have any, not gonna have any troubles. You're, you know, this life is not like that because there is sin in the world and because there is Satan in the world. So you're not going to have a perfect life. Satan's going to throw curveballs at you constantly. But you know what? God has overcome the world. He has overcome everything in it and he will take care of you. And you just have to put your trust in him. So if you want to put your trust in Jesus, here is your moment. I will give you the opportunity. Say the prayer with us, uh, with me. And, um, and those who, who are already believers, uh, feel free to say it with us as well. <clears throat> Holy God, mighty God, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time today, congratulations. Welcome into the family of Jesus Christ. You are now a brother or a sister in Christ. So congratulations. Mark it in your Bible. Uh, as today is the day you want to remember this day you want to celebrate it uh, tell somebody there's probably somebody who's praying for you right now uh, so they would love to hear that you received Christ today so and you can let us know uh, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org you can email me or you can email Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org uh, either way you can make a note on our Facebook page um, however you want to communicate with us uh, that is uh, something we'd love to hear so 
that's it for today. Uh, oh, uh, if, uh, if you did receive Christ today, uh, get to a church, get to a pastor, and they will help nav help you to navigate uh, into the next step. So, you know, become involved and start living for Christ. So that's it for today. Uh, I am so grateful to be able to lead this Bible study. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of it with you. And uh, I don't know what time it is that you're listening or watching, but um, maybe, maybe it's morning, noon, night, whatever it is that you're taking out the time to do it. But I'm just thankful that you are able to. And so God bless you and have a great day. See you tomorrow.